Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free residents at brightview senior living communities enjoy enhanced possibilities independence and choice brightview dulles corner in herndon and brightview great falls offer vibrant senior independent living assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Back in December, we were all in awe after the disastrous testimony of the presidents of Harvard, Penn, and MIT when they testified before Congress. Remember, they refused to say whether calls for the genocide of Jews violated their school's conduct policies. Since then, we've seen the presidents of Harvard and Penn have resigned. We also interviewed Dr. Virginia Fox, who is the chairwoman of the House Education and Workforce Committee, who has been trying to hold these universities and colleges to account. We're going to have her on to give us an update on what the committee has done since then. She has launched investigations into some of these universities. We're, we're going to talk to her about that, why she decided to do it, what she has learned so far. Also, is it too late for higher education? I mean, we've seen just the rot at some of these universities. So is it too late to fix them, to bring back some prestige? Also, there's been a lot of reports over recent years about just how much money some of these colleges and universities are taking from foreign countries, including China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, the list goes on. So why are they doing it? And what strings are attached to that money? We'll get Dr. Virginia Fox's take on all of that. So stay tuned for Virginia Fox, the chairwoman of the House Education and Workforce Committee. Dr. Fox, it's great to have you back on the show. I, I know that you have been trying to work to, to hold higher education to account, and uh, it's a big task. So we appreciate you making the time to come on the show. Delighted to be with you, Lisa. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. 
You know, so, so you've launched an investigation into Harvard since we last spoke. Uh, why did you decide to do that? And, and what have you learned so far? Well, we decided to launch an investigation into several schools, Harvard being among them, uh, because of the anti-Semitic activity is going on on their campuses and because of the threats to students. Um, we are very concerned about the safety of Jewish students in particular. We're, we're concerned about the safety of all students. But as a result of uh, the Hamas attack on October 7th and Israel's response, there has been a, an enormous amount of anti-Semitic activity on many campuses across the nation. And that is wrong. And so we are doing an investigation. Uh, we started out by bringing in the presidents of Harvard, the University of Pennsylvania, and MIT, because, and, and we wanted the president of Columbia, but frankly, she had a very good excuse not to be there, so we didn't bring her in. But we are investigating Columbia, and we will be doing other schools. But the driving force behind this is the anti-Semitic activity on the campuses and the inability or lack of willingness of the presidents of these institutions and other administrators to provide safety to the Jewish students. Since you held that hearing, we've had resignations at Harvard as well as Penn. Um, do those resignations mean change or, or, or what do you make of those resignations? Well, uh, we didn't set out to force those people to resign. That was not our position. They caused their own problems by not responding properly to the questions being asked of them. We wanted them to express moral clarity about what was happening on their campuses and say that they would do something. So it was really the public's reaction to their comments that caused them to resign. But we didn't force them to resign. They, again, put themselves in a position that the public and people associated with their university thought they should resign. Now, that is not stopping our investigation in any way. And in fact, we're very concerned, particularly at Harvard, about the person who has replaced President Gay. We're really concerned about how deep the rot is at these institutions. It appears to be very deep. After um, our hearing, there has been a lot of investigation about plagiarism on campus. And so, you know, people like the head of DEI has been found to be a plagiarist, just as Claudine Gay was. So um, there just doesn't seem to be the kind of um, positive moral values on these campuses. I think rot is is the you know the right word to use you know when you're talking you know it popped in my mind and then you used it as well um you know we we look at how woke higher education has become is it too late to save it there are a lot of institutions that are doing a good job i don't know that it's too late to save it but i do think that we have to look at these institutions in a very different way 
I no longer will use the word elite to describe any of these institutions. They are the wealthiest institutions in this country. Wealth does not connote goodness. And so you can't, you can't make that an equal situation. They ought to be the best campuses in our country because of the wealth that they have. And shame on them for not using the money that's been given to them by their alumni to not be the best institutions in the country. They're living off of unearned reputations, in my opinion, and this is forcing people to look at them. Their enrollment figures are down. We think that is fabulous. Uh, I think it's going to take a real revolution of people not going there or revealing how bad it is. It's going to take a lot to um, make these institutions change in the way that they should change. Well, and that's kind of the thing is, you know, are they still the best? I, I mean, you even look at graduate programs like some medical schools trying to, you know, get rid of the MCAT or to de-emphasize its importance. And, you know, so are these previously elite institutions still elite? I don't think they're elite at all. Um, and if you want to talk about med schools, we have written to the med school accreditors and said, you know, you you got to stop pushing the DEI issue there. We want people going to all of these programs who are the best. Uh, we don't need to have boxes that need to be checked. If I'm going to a physician, I want the very best physician I can get. I don't want to worry about whether I'm getting a female or a minority or a white person. I want the best person. And that's the way it should be in our country. We have always been a meritocracy. You know, um, I grew up in houses with no electricity and no running water. And I had an opportunity because of hard work and a good education to succeed. Everybody in this country has that opportunity right now. And we should not have scales where we put different weights on them for whatever category you fit. Um, so what I want to see is a return to meritocracy in this country. If you're the best, then you should be recognized as the best, no matter your um, gender, no matter your race, no, no matter your religion, anything. Our whole country is based on equality of treatment, equality of opportunity. And we cannot erode that and be the greatest country in the world. Let's take a quick commercial break. More with Dr. Virginia Fox on the other side. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. 
And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And I think in addition to the DEI aspect that has taken over universities, which I believe really started with kind of affirmative action and where affirmative action has led us, but beyond that, a lot of these universities are are taking money from foreign countries. And, you know, there's a congressional report in 2020 about how colleges and universities failed to disclose billions of dollars from China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and another report at last year, you know, 200 universities, Harvard, Cornell, MIT, uh, you know, why are these universities and colleges taking money from our enemies and what strings are attached to that money? Well, number one, they take money from our enemies because they're greedy. Uh, let's just face it; they are greedy, and they build up their um, they build up their uh, endowments, but they also waste their money on a lot of things. Um, and is it having an influence? We think that it is having an influence. Well, this morning I met with uh, people from the Institute for the Study of Global Antisemitism and Policy. They're the ones that published the report I think you're referring to last year. And we see, they see, and we see a direct link 
between money coming from these nefarious countries and the level of anti-Semitism on the campuses. And so we're very concerned about that. You're right. The Trump administration showed that colleges and universities were not complying with Section 117 of the Higher Ed Act, and they weren't reporting this money coming in. And again, why not? They, they pick and choose the laws they want to adhere to. And so the Trump administration uh, held them accountable. The Biden administration will not do that. Um, frankly, we don't need the foreign money, I don't think. And But if foreign money is coming in, the American people deserve to know who, who's sending it, why they're sending it. We passed the Deterrent Act out of the House of Representatives. We had 31 Democrats vote along with all Republicans for that bill. It's now in the Senate. And that will help us identify money coming in uh, at a very granular level. And that will give us some idea if they're, if these foreign countries are buying influence or even buying secrets from us by engaging in research uh, where they're getting information they shouldn't have. Yeah, because I mean, you, you would think they're just not giving money for the sake of giving money. They're, they're hoping there's a return on the investment or that they're shaping policies or shaping things to some degree. I was also reading uh, a Senate investigation from not too long ago that the Chinese government spent over 150 million on Confucius Institutes in America from 2006 right. to 2019. And it's like, why are we letting, uh, you know, our, our enemies who want our destruction influencing education to such a degree. And they were influencing. And I will tell you, years before other people were paying attention to this, our committee was paying attention to it. And members of our committee were paying attention to it. It took a while for us to be able to uh, have something done about the Confucius Institutes. And now, though, they're trying to uh, be very subversive about how they bring their influence in. They don't call them Confucius Institutes anymore. Uh, they try to call them cultural centers and other things. They're still trying. And by the way, Lisa, I think you probably have been following the largest group of people now coming across our border um, are Chinese. And we know that the people who uh, leave China uh, have to be let go. I mean, the Chinese uh, government controls the people there. And so there's great concern about all these Chinese coming all of a sudden. They they seem to be well-dressed. They have backpacks and uh, we're worried about that. You know, b before we go, uh, what are the next steps in your committee? What should people be looking for? What, what are you focused on right now? Well, we're going to continue our investigation. We're going to continue to gather information. If the institutions do not supply the information that we're asking for. We will issue subpoenas. Uh, we're weighing that issue right now. And uh, we want them to know we're very serious about this. What's happening is a serious issue. They are not taking the proper precautions uh, to make the students safe. They are not uh, taking the issue of anti-Semitism on their campus as seriously as we think it should be taken. And so we want them to know we are serious about it. The American people are serious about it. And uh, we respond to the American people. 
and and we're going to keep pushing this issue. Again, we've we've done letters now to Harvard, UPenn, and Columbia. We're being very transparent. Our letters are out there for people to see what we're asking for. We're not being unreasonable at all. We're asking for information the school should be able to provide us fairly easily. Uh, but I think sometimes they think, well, you know, we really, really don't have to take this seriously. They better. Well, we appreciate you taking it seriously. We appreciate you staying on top of it. Uh, Dr. Virginia Fox, I know that you've got votes. We really appreciate you taking the time um, and we'd love to have you back on soon. Sure, Lisa, call us, can't stay in touch with us and happy to do it. We appreciate your work in educating the American people. That was Dr. Virginia Fox, the chairwoman of the House Education and Workforce Committee. We appreciate her making the time to join the show. Appreciate you guys at home for listening every Monday and Thursday. But of course, you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Until next time. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.